Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hi, good night. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I make you uncomfortable? I'm just doing my best impression of the John Fetterman, Dr. Oz debate. Dear Lord, that was painful. This is so much bigger, by the way, than just someone who had a stroke losing a word. We have a good friend who had actually almost two dozen strokes about 10 months ago, and he loses a word sometimes. What happened to John Fetterman is not the same thing. We're, we're going to talk about what what this what this means, because this says so much more about Democrats than just being painful to watch, although, my goodness, was that painful. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, I was just on vacation, and I really miss you guys. I know I stopped by for an emergency episode because I can't resist working even while I was on vacation. We went out to San Diego. Um, my husband and I lived there for about eight years, so it felt like going home to go visit San Diego. And then we drove up to Santa Barbara, where I spoke at the Young America's Foundation High School Conference, which is one of my favorite conferences to speak at. These, these high schoolers are so hungry to be active in politics and to understand right from wrong and to understand why our the foundations of our government are what they are, why our government operates the way that it does. And it's just a joy to talk to them, a joy to talk to them. Then we actually flew out to Idaho. I'd never been to Idaho before. We went to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho for my best friend's wedding. It was a lovely event. So kind of a cross-country cross country tour. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the interviews that uh, I did in lieu of episodes last week. I'm interested to hear your take on them. So let me know um, what you thought of that. Before we get into what we're going to talk about today, I do want to I do want to do a little bit of housekeeping. So while I was on vacation, I got an I got an email from YouTube, two me two emails actually to be accurate from YouTube notifying me that I had received a strike against my channel. Now what this means is essentially I've been suspended from YouTube. So if you've noticed that I haven't uploaded any videos, you're used to seeing them. You're used to getting notifications and suddenly there aren't any from me. Well, this is because YouTube has locked my account. They've suspended my channel for seven days. I'm not allowed to do anything. I'm not allowed to post. I'm not allowed to comment. I'm not allowed to upload. I'm not allowed to do anything. The reason that YouTube suspended my channel with this strike is because they accused me of engaging in quote unquote medical disinformation. You can see this on the screen. This is the notice. This is one of the notices that they sent me. Medical disinformation, what does this mean? So they they targeted two of my videos. One of them was a short about Pfizer, a short about the COVID vaccine. So shocker, even though we know that COVID vaccine doesn't prevent infection, it doesn't prevent transmission, it is seriously dangerous for certain people in certain demographics like young men and children who aren't at high risk of fatality from COVID anyway. That was deemed medical misinformation. But what garnered the strike on my channel, not just the removal. So the first notice about the Pfizer, the vaccine, that just garnered my video being pulled down by YouTube. They censored that and took it took it off their platform. But the second, the second email that I got was the one that said, okay, now you're suspended for seven days. You're not allowed to upload. That was because of the episode that we did about the Michigan bill, the bill, or I'm sorry, it's not a bill. It's a referendum in the state of Michigan. Proposition three, it's on the ballot 
in 13 days that would allow children, minors, under the age of 18 years old to get hormone therapy, transgender hormone therapy, without the consent of their parents. It actually codifies that as a so-called constitutional right in the state of Michigan. And what I did in that episode is we read the text of the bill itself. The language of the bill itself. So I didn't make an inference. I didn't rise to hyperbolic. I read the text of the bill itself and talked about what this means, um, basically in a legal framework, what this would allow children to do and how this degrades parental rights. But according to YouTube, that is against their, their, their terms of service. So here's, I have two things to say about this. Two things to say about this. First of all, I'm not pretending to be any kind of victim here. I don't really care if YouTube says that this is medical misinformation. It's not. I don't really care if YouTube suspends my account. It, I mean, let's be real, guys. We kind of expected this to happen, right? I don't allow YouTube to dictate how I speak, what topics I talk about, what words I use, or what science I'm willing to debate, what science I'm willing to read and share with you. And so it was sort of inevitable that this would happen. I'm not going to pretend, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I was subscribed or that I'm surprised. We always are airing right on the edge. We're always playing with the edge of, of YouTube's terms of service, which change, by the way, even though they tell us that something is immutably true, um, they change it at the drop of a hat. So whatever to that. But here, here's what it means in the bigger sense. It means that YouTube doesn't want you to hear these things. It's not that they have some personal vendetta about me. They don't care about me. They don't care about who I am at all or what I'm saying, but they care about what you hear. They care about what the quarter of a million people who want to be notified, who've asked me to notify them every time I drop a video, they care about what you are hearing. And to that, I will say, that does bother me. That does, I don't shrug that off and laugh about that. That does infuriate me. That is what authoritarian regimes do is they try to prevent people from hearing the truth. So what I will ask you to do today is subscribe to my Rumble channel. All of my content, all of my videos are available for free on Rumble. You can go to rumble.com slash Liz Wheeler, rumble.com slash Liz Wheeler. So if you're used to watching videos on YouTube, yes, we will upload videos again as soon as we are allowed. I will have to be more liberal with bleeping stuff. I do want to warn you, warn you, um, self-censoring, not my words, but self-censoring with a with the bleep in the episode when we upload the video to YouTube. And I just want to warn you about that in advance because I know that's annoying. It's super annoying. I get very annoyed when I watch videos where people do that. And I'm not doing it to tease you. I'm not doing it to try to get you behind the paywall. I'm doing it to protect my ability to upload even some content on YouTube. So if you see that and it annoys you, please go watch the video on Rumble because it will be completely uncensored over there. If you're subscribed on YouTube, please go subscribe on Rumble. This is this this is one of the reasons I'm really grateful for alternative platforms like Rumble because I get a strike today, but at what point do they boot me entirely off? At what point do they try to prevent you from hearing everything that I have to say and not just one video or two videos talking about the COVID vaccine or talking about a Michigan bill that would allow children to access transgender hormone therapy without the consent of their parents. So it's very easy, rumble.com slash Liz Wheeler. Really appreciate if you would go over there and subscribe. Okay, so the show today, what are we going to talk about in the show today? I want to talk about one thing that happened while I was away that I feel cannot be dismissed, even though it happened just a couple days ago. The Biden administration embraced one of the most radical policies that exists across the entire political spectrum. And it's really, if, there, if I had to distill 
this 2020 midterm election into one particular uh, issue. I think that this is the 30 second video that everyone, everyone on both sides of the aisle needs to know about before they cast their vote in, what is it, 13 days now? So I, I want to talk about that. I also want to talk about the midterm elections when it comes to just the Senate. The Oz, Dr. Oz debated John Fetterman for the Pennsylvania Senate. And good Lord, good Lord. I don't know if you guys watched that. I want to talk about what happened. I want to watch some of these videos together. And I also want to talk about what this means in a larger sense, because this says more than just, well, John Fetterman is clearly compromised. He's clearly not capable of serving the United States Senate. This is obvious, right? This is not a controversial thing to say. This is obvious for anybody who watched the debate. But what happened on that debate stage says a lot more about the Democratic Party than it does about just, you know, the spectacle that we saw John Fetterman engaging in being as painful as it was. So without further ado, let's get into it. Okay, guys, if you want your skin to look years younger, Genuscal skincare is the way to go. Awesome products. That is a testimonial from April, who lives in Rockport, Illinois. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is that easy to look years younger with Genucel skincare. Celebrate the holidays early with Genucel's most popular package for 70% off at genucel.com now. That's 70% off. That's a great deal I got for you. Treat yourself to the only skincare products that you'll ever need, finally. Genucel is so confident that you'll love your look. Every Genucel order has a 120-day money-back guarantee. That's three months. For a limited time, every most popular package includes Genucel's hyaluronic acid correcting serum for free. Genucel has delighted happy customers for years by treating tens of millions of everyday skin problems like wrinkles, dark spots, dry skin, sagging jawline, facial redness, even those annoying bags and puffiness for men and women just like you. And with its immediate effects, Genucel guarantees results in as little as 12 hours or you can get your money back. You can order at genucel.com slash Liz. Your most popular package includes a complimentary gift set plus free express shipping. I think I got you a pretty good deal. Go to genucel.com slash Liz. That's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Liz. Genucel.com slash Liz. Okay, while I was gone, President Biden did something that he doesn't often do. It seems to me that he deliberately avoids this. He sat down for an interview. He actually talked to someone asking him questions, which I'd be excited about, except for who he sat down with. He sat down with an organization you've probably never heard of. It's called Now This News. It's kind of an obscure online, very left-wing video content creator. I guess that's the best way I know how to describe it who hired a TikTok influencer by the name of Dylan Mulvaney. Maybe you've seen videos of Dylan Mulvaney. Dylan Mulvaney is the man who identifies as a woman who has gone viral famous for his days of girlhood videos. Those ones where he goes, day 22 of girlhood and I'm feeling, or I think it was like day three of girlhood and I'm already feeling like a bimbo. Just really misogynistic, stereotypical portrayal of what a woman is, even, even if even putting aside the idea that he's a man, he's born a man, he's biological male, and you can't transition to a woman just because you're wearing lipstick and high heels and you have a blowout in your hair, just because putting that aside for a second, all of his portrayals of women are actually really misogynistic, really sexist, really degrading to women, really insulting to womanhood. This is the person 
that now this news hired to interview President Biden. This is the person who Joe Biden chose to sat down with, this individual who called women's vaginas Barbie pouches. This person went viral, and the next week, Biden chose to sit down. I mean, I, that in and of itself is horrible, right? Like, that's all you need to know to think, wow, this is really horrendous. This shows us what Biden's Biden administration's agenda is. But there are two videos that I want to show you that show what Biden intends to do to our country when it comes to the trans ideology. And this is the first one. This is my 221st day of publicly transitioning. God and love it. It's three seconds. No, it's five seconds. Five seconds. This is my 221st day of publicly transitioning, says Dylan Mulvaney. And what does Joe Biden say? God love you. So the point of that is that Biden supports this charade, supports this desecration of womanhood and this obliteration of objective truth. But then let's talk policy. Joe Biden goes on to say that states and individuals shouldn't be allowed to prohibit transgender surgeries on minors. Take a look. Do you think states should have a right to ban gender-affirming health care? I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that. As a moral question and as a legal question. I just think it's wrong. Oh, as a moral question and as a legal question, Biden just thinks it's wrong if states prohibit doctors from mutilating the bodies of children who are suffering from a mental health issue, gender dysphoria. This is, this, I, I'm actually so glad. I'm so glad Biden sat down for this interview. This is why Biden's handlers don't like him to sit down for interviews with any kind of journalist, any kind of broadcaster, any person in America, because Biden says things that show us what his agenda is, and people don't like this. I'm glad he said this, because th this video, that 12-second that video, where Biden says he thinks it's morally wrong and legally wrong for states to prohibit surgeries on children, transing surgeries on children, that, should be, that video should be required viewing for anybody before they cast their ballot in the 2022 midterm elections. This is your choice. These are the two parties. Do you want to be part of a party that wants to chemically castrate little boys because they like to wear dresses? Or do you want to be part of a party that supports parents raising their own children? That's the only question. This is, this is I, if I had to distill it into one issue, this is one of the most, this is the most important issue in our country. I know inflation hurts us all. It's very important. I know people rank it as very important. I understand that. I do too. But culturally, when it comes to the direction of our country, the transgender issue is the most important. And this is where the Biden administration stands. This is where the Democrats stand against women, against children, against parents, and against science. It's very, very easy. But here's the thing. Um, the Democrats know they're going to lose in 13 days. They know they're going to lose big time, which is why you have the Democrats' star spokeswoman. I don't know why they let her go on TV, honestly. Hillary Clinton. If I were the Democrats, I would try to keep her as far away from any video camera as possible. But lo and behold, Hillary Clinton with like the wide eye, like she looks like she has fish eyes. Her eyes are open so wide in this video talking about not 2022. She's already being dismissive of that, but talking about 2024, she's so afraid Republicans are going to sweep 2022 and that voters across the aisle are going to reject Biden and whoever whoever's going to succeed Biden, right? Whether it's Kamala, whether it's Newsom, whether whoever. 
whoever's going to succeed Biden in 2024, she's so worried that Trump or whoever's running DeSantis or Cruz or whoever in 2024 on the Republican side is going to defeat them, that she is, well, she is becoming, by the left's own definition, an insurrectionist. Hello, Indivisibles. I'm here to highlight something that <laughs> is keeping me up at night. And I know this group really understands what I'm about to say. I know we're all focused on the 2022 midterm elections, and they are incredibly important. But we also have to look ahead, because you know what? Our opponents certainly are. Right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. And they're not making a secret of it. Right-wing extremists literally have a plan to steal the 2024 presidential election. Oh my God, sound the alarm. Wait a second, wait a second. Isn't that election denialism just like preemptively? Election denialism in advance? Isn't this what the left said made Republicans insurrectionists? Any, any Republican who after the 2022 election using identifiable incidents and facts and video monitoring <laughs> Anybody who questioned the integrity of the 2020 presidential election, I should say, was labeled an insurrectionist. And it, isn't this what the January 6th committee is trying to subpoena Trump over? We know it's not. We know the FBI raid, when the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago, that wasn't really about the National Archives and classified documents, except that the National Archives or the National Archivist of the United States is a never-Trumper who is cooperating with the January 6th committee who are trying to subpoena the National Archives for any documents related to January 6th in order to try to nail Trump's hide to the wall. I don't know, throw him in jail and prevent him from being president, from running for president ever again. Isn't all of that being done under the pretext of exactly what Hillary Clinton just said? Of course it is. Of course it is. Here's the thing. The Democrats are afraid of voters. The Democrats are actually afraid of people. They're afraid of not just you and me, of course they are conservative. They're afraid of the left too. Because the vast majority of liberal voters aren't as bananas crazy as Hillary Clinton and Nancy Pelosi and AOC and Ilhan Omar and Chuck Schumer and Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger. And yes, they're Democrats, of course they are. The vast majority of voters don't want their kids exposed to critical race theory, don't want their kids exposed to queer theory. The vast majority of voters, especially parents, want parental rights to be protected by the law. They want gas prices to be affordable. They want energy prices to be affordable. They want inflation to be brought down. They want jobs to be focused on. And the Democratic Party is doing exactly opposite of that. In fact, they're, they're not, the Democratic Party is not just afraid of voters. They're being actively, aggressively oppositional to what voters want. They're trying to engage in thought reform with voters by telling voters, we see what you're saying. Voters are saying, well, we care about inflation. We care about crime. We care about illegal immigration. We care about jobs in the economy. We care about parental rights. And the Democratic Party is saying, we, see, we hear what you're saying, but you're wrong. Let us tell you that you care about January 6th and said MSNBC did, aired the most hilarious focus group where they tried to they tried to ask voters 
in a pivotal Senate race about January 6th, and or a pivotal governor race, I should say, in Pennsylvania about January 6th, and the voters smacked down MSNBC. Shouldn't be disqualifying for an elected official no, no, if they participate in January 6th. He didn't, he didn't strike anybody. He didn't hurt anybody. Yeah, and the only one that died was a protester there, not a Capitol Police An unarmed officer. female veteran. Which That's the only one that died. That's well, the only one who died. A police officer did die. No, he it was a stroke. That's not... That's not, not on site. Caused by that, that's because right. he shouldn't have been a police officer. It was one woman. So, what do you make, though, overall of January 6th? I mean, it was watching that footage. It was pretty disturbing. I mean, there were people throwing excrement at the walls, and it was our, you know, it's the Capitol. That it looked a true. lot like Antifa's actions. Yeah, it looked a lot, of, except on a much smaller scale. It looked the same as the Black Lives Matter riots. That's it's what I saw. The similarities to the country, Minneapolis one. burns. Kenosha burns. But so it's okay Waukesha just because burns. just because I, one side that you no. disagree. With. I'm it's saying okay. Antifa no, infiltrated. It's good for one, it's good for the other. Anybody I don't who see harmed anybody, anybody who caused property destruction, that needs to be dealt with. Yeah, but if you're there making side. your voice heard at the right. people's house, no less, yeah. that, I, that's again, it's a fundamental constitutional right of an American citizen. And people should not be being held political prisoner. Uh, because of it for misdemeanors. That's I mean, East Germany. That's East Germany. Tactics. Yeah, that's what's scary. It was an actual fiery but mostly peaceful protest. And the other ones that, that were the opposite. Was the protest legitimate our, in your our eyes? Administration, because... I feel like, is using it as their Reichstag fire. Yeah. That's exactly what they're using it as. Mm -hmm. Do you think that President Trump could have quelled the violence that day? Not him personally. I don't no. think so, no. I don't think so. It started while he was still speaking. I was actually there. I, I, I was there to, to see what I thought was going to be the last time I ever saw Trump a little dying. So did he tell everybody to go and, and start riding? No. I didn't think so. No, and, and it actually, um, I, I, I stayed for the whole speech, like a ton of people did. Mm -hmm. And then we all headed to the Capitol because he said, let's go to the Capitol and, and peacefully, let, peacefully let our voices keyword. be heard. And we get to the Capitol, and we're like, what the hell's going on? Because it had already happened. This is like the best cell phone by MSNBC that I've ever seen. They intend to get on there and try to expose Republican viewers, tell them how serious January 6th is. This is what you should, this is what you should care about. Not inflation, not gas prices, not food prices, not energy prices. And voters are just educating MSNBC partisan hacks. Like, no, this is what happened. This is what we care about. This is how you lied. The Democrats are terrified of voters, which is why, by the way, which is why John Fetterman refused to debate Dr. Oz until just 13 days before the election. Keep in mind, in Pennsylvania, early voting has been open for four weeks prior to this debate. And I, I, I wanna talk about why I'm against early voting in just a second, but first I wanna talk about ExpressVPN. I like ExpressVPN because it keeps my family and my information safe when we are online. When you go online without a VPN, internet service providers can see every single website you visit. Then they can legally sell that information without your consent to ad companies and tech giants who then use your data to target you. For example, if you go online without ExpressVPN, well, let me use a little analogy here. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like using the bathroom with the door open. You wanna keep your business private. When you use ExpressVPN, internet service providers cannot see your online activity. Your identity is anonymized by a secure VPN server. Your data is also encrypted for maximum protection. And if anybody is worried about not being tech savvy, don't be. It's easy to use. You just fire up the app, you click one button, 
It works on all your devices, phones, laptops, even routers, so everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected. I like ExpressVPN because it keeps my family and our personal information safe when we are online. Secure your online activity today by visiting expressvpn.com slash Liz. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash Liz. And you can get an extra three months for free. Expressvpn.com slash Liz. And you will get an extra three months free. Okay, so I don't like early voting because it doesn't allow voters to have all of the information. It's very common knowledge. It's very typical historically in elections in the United States that candidates save their best attacks for the last month. That's why it's called October surprise in most presidential elections. Whatever the biggest attack that a, that a candidate, a campaign has on the other one, they save for the last second in hopes that the candidate won't have time to recover, hoping that they can dominate headlines with whatever negative story they that one campaign has against the other campaign. This is how it works. We're all familiar with this. I don't like early voting because if you allow voters to cast their votes early enough, they don't have all of the information about both candidates. For example, in 2016, when James Comey made that announcement about Hillary Clinton, do you know what one of the top Google searches was? Can I change my vote? Because people who had voted for Hillary Clinton heard about this story from the FBI, what James Comey said about her mishandling classified information on her homebrew email server and then lying about it. And they wanted to take back the vote that they had cast early for Hillary Clinton, but they're not allowed to do that. There are let me rephrase that. If you want to be technical and completely accurate, there are certain circumstances where you can change your vote, but it's really difficult. It's really nuanced. Most people don't know about that. It's it's very unlikely that the vast majority of people who cast early votes would be able to do that. And they didn't have that information and they regretted their vote. It's, it's, it's unfair. It's unfair to voters to allow them to cast early votes. And yet in Pennsylvania, that's what they've allowed. They've allowed early voting for four weeks before this debate. And looking, I mean, watching this debate, oh my gosh. No wonder, no wonder John Fetterman, A, didn't agree to debate Dr. Oz until this one time, and B, no wonder they wanted early voting for so long ahead of time, because John Fetterman is not capable of serving in office. It's, it's very clear in a very objective way that John Fetterman is an extremely neurologically damaged individual. As Lieutenant Governor, you're running for a seat that could decide the balance of power in Washington. What qualifies you to be a U.S. Senator, you have 60 seconds. Hi, good night, everybody. I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. He's running to use Pennsylvania. Hi, good night, everybody. Who says that at the beginning of a debate? That's weird. It's uncomfortable. It's painful to watch because he is not with it. He's not. I I generally prefer to structure political attacks on someone's record, on their ideology, on their political promises, but you can't ignore this. The reason you can't ignore this is not just because of Fetterman in and of itself. It's because the Democrats want candidates who are mentally compromised like Biden and Fetterman. They want candidates who they're able to control because they don't believe that their ideology in and of itself, that voters will actually choose that ideology. That's why they chose Biden, right? They chose Biden because they knew they could run him as a moderate, but when he was in office, they could control him as a radical. That's what they're trying to do with Fetterman here. He, people, people, even the moderators in this debate who did a pretty good job, I thought, 
But the moderators were pretty easy on him whenever he had obvious neurological glitches. They didn't press him on issues that needed pressure. Like, like, like we'll get to some of them in a minute, but even this answer on inflation. American bargain that if you work full time, you should be able to live in dignity as well. True. And I believe they haven't have any businesses being being uh, you can't have businesses being subsidized by not paying ind uh, individuals that just simply can't have to, to pay their own way. That's the most American as as, as well. True. What? What's the most American? What's the bargain? What's true? What's what's also as well true? What? But was he pressed on this? No, if Dr. Oz had given a similarly incoherent answer, would the debate moderators have pressed him? Of course they would. And they should. This is the new strategy of the Democratic Party. They pick a compromised candidate on purpose because they know they can run him as a moderate or he won't have to defend his radical position because people will have too much compassion for his disability to actually pressure him to answer the questions that voters need to know when they're casting their ballots. Fetterman paused in a way that's, I don't even know how to describe this. This is like Biden-esque. And we're going to watch that in just a second. But first, I want to talk to you about Nutrafol. I like Nutrafol because it's natural and it works. Win-win for a crunchy, holistic health oriented person like me, there is a holistic solution for men that promotes both healthier hair and whole body wellness without drugs or prescriptions. It's called Nutrafol, and it's clinically shown to improve hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage without compromise. When I say without compromise, I mean it won't impact, negatively impact your sex drive because it is comprised of 21 potent natural ingredients that actually support sex drive, support better sleep, and less stress too. In a clinical study, men showed progressive improvement in hair growth and thickness after three and six months. So you can grow thicker, healthier hair, and you can support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering my promo code, Liz, save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere. It's only available to US customers and for a limited time. Plus, you'll get free shipping on every single order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. It's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. If you use my promo code, Liz, Nutrafol.com, promo code, Liz. Okay, so this is like the pause heard around the world. I actually wondered if this, if, if, he, if he was going to come back to life. Take a look. Choice. All right. Thank you, Mr. Fetterman. A follow-up question on this. Our next star poll shows 51% of Pennsylvania voters disapprove of the president's job performance. You have publicly supported many of his policy positions. Are there any that you disagree with? 30 seconds. No, I, I just believe he needs to do more about supporting uh, and fighting about in, in, inflation. Uh, and I, I do believe he can do more about that. Maybe he thought the 30 seconds was how long he was supposed to pause before he was before he started speaking. I mean, that's that's really troublesome. That's really troublesome. He's running to be a United States senator. I mean, he, he was asked to this. This is the other major red flag about his health, not to harp on his health here. But it's a it's a really big deal because it's not just an isolated incident. This is the new playbook of the Democratic Party. He was asked about his fitness for health and whether he would release his medical records so that people could see the doctor's analysis of his condition. And this is what he said. 
a primary. Last week, you released this note from your doctor saying you can work full duty in public office, but you have not released your detailed medical records surrounding your stroke. Mr. Fetterman, will you pledge tonight to release those records in the interest of transparency? You have 60 seconds. Uh, uh, to me, for transparency is about showing up. I'm here today to have a debate. I have you know, spe uh, speeches in front of 3,000 people in Montgomery County, you know, all across Pennsylvania, big, big crowds. You know, I believe if my doctor believes that I'm fit to serve and, and that's what I believe is appropriate. And now with two weeks before the election, you know, I have run a campaign and I've been very transparent about being very open about the fact we're in use captioning. And I believe that, again, my doctors, the real doctors that I believe in, they all believe that I'm ready to be served. Follow up. I didn't hear you say you would release your full medical records. Why not? You have 30 seconds. No, uh, you know, again, my Dr. L believes that I'm fit to be serving, and that's what I believe is where I'm standing. Oh, just a totally objective doctor, right? Wait a second. Who is his doctor? Dr. Chen is the doctor that signed that document that we saw stating that Fetterman was completely fit for office. Dr. Chen is a campaign donor to Fetterman's campaign, literally gives money to the guy, wants him to be in office. No conflict of interest there. No bias there, just pure objectivity. Just a doctor's opinion, objectively analyzing the fitness for office. Give me a break. Give me a break. And by the way, if you thought that video of Fetterman pausing for like a billion, a billion years before answering the question, you thought that was bad, wait until the bananas video of the day a little bit later in the show. It's perhaps just as painful, although it's not Fetterman. You'll have to see who it is if you stick around. So then we move on to some of the issue-related topics. Abortion was brought up, and um, Fetterman reveals, he lied, by the way. Fetterman lied about his position on abortion, which we expected. He claimed that he just supported Roe v. Wade, when in fact he does not. He wants abortion for any reason up until just about the moment of birth, 38 weeks. But moreover, he revealed tonight that he wants you to pay for it. Contrast that with my opponent, John Fetterman, who on this debate stage said that he would demand federally mandated rules for all states they'd have to follow that would allow abortion at 38 weeks on the delivery table, and he would force it to be subsidized by taxpayers across the country, no matter what their personal beliefs are. That's radical. That's extreme. That is out of touch with what the average voter in Pennsylvania believes is appropriate. That is radical. That is out of touch. And what's more, even if this is an interesting part of the abortion polling that the pro-abortion side certainly doesn't talk about a lot because they don't want people to know about even people who identify as pro-choice, even people who wanted Roe v. Wade to, you know, stay the law of the land. They didn't want the Supreme Court to overturn that. The vast majority of voters don't want taxpayers to have to subsidize abortion. The vast majority of voters respect the fact that many people religiously object to abortion and therefore they don't want the government to force those people who religiously object to abortion to have to pay for abortions. They know that that's wrong. They know it because it is wrong. John Fetterman said in the debate that he would want, he supports the government paying for women to be transported to different states if abortion, for abortions, if abortion is illegal in the state where they reside. That means that you, as the taxpayer paying for abortion, this is a very unpopular belief that the, the radical left doesn't want you to know, um, know about. They don't want you to know that the vast majority of people disagree with that. But then of course, in Pennsylvania, what's one of the most important issues in Pennsylvania to Pennsylvania vo voters? 
That is the energy industry, the energy industry. And John Fetterman lied about his position, lied about how radical his opposition to fracking is. Take a listen. Mr. Oz, I do want to clarify something. You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking, but there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Uh, I, I, I do support fracking, and I don't, I don't, I support fracking, and I stand, and I do support fracking. Okay, thank you, Mr. I support fracking, and I, uh, I do support fracking, and I uh, support fracking well. I'm glad we cleared that up. In 2018, this was his quote, quote, I don't support fracking at all, and I never have. And I've signed that no fossil fuels money pledge. I have never received a dime from any natural gas or oil company whatsoever. That's not pro-fracking. That's saying I'm pro-union, I'm pro-family, I'm pro-steel. Let me read that again. I don't support fracking at all, and I never have. That's in 2018. In 2018. In 2016, he said, I support a moratorium on fracking in Pennsylvania. This, this is what I mean when I say this is the strategy of the left. They are running compromised candidates because if this were Dr. Oz who had flip-flopped, if this were any Republican, if this were perhaps even another Democrat who was mentally competent to be on that stage and to be in the United States Senate, then the debate moderators would have been like, well, wait a second, that made no sense what you just said. You just repeated a sentence, I support fracking, I do support fracking, I support fracking, as if each sentence supported the premise of the previous sentence. It, it made no sense. No sense whatsoever. He is against fracking, which is extremely dangerous to the people of Pennsylvania. And I think the people of Pennsylvania are smart enough to realize this. They're also smart enough to realize that Fetterman's policies on border security are extremely dangerous to their communities. You know, I understand what legal immigration offers us, but the completely porous, open nature of our border, which John Fetterman supports, has created a humanitarian crisis with cartels profiting, with human trafficking operations. They take the money, they buy narcotics from China and bring that into our country, and it's making every state a border state. Pennsylvania is already a border state because we're top three in the country in fentanyl overdoses. At least I can't go anywhere where I'm giving a big event where I don't meet multiple people who say their personal lives have been destroyed because of fentanyl overdoses. Yet John Fetterman not only wants an open border, not only supports sanctuary cities, but he wants to legalize all hard drugs in America, including narcotics. That is, I mean, out of touch with everybody. That radical position was tried in Oregon, which he endorsed, 50% homicide increase rate. And the people of Pennsylvania don't want that in their communities. I can tell you that. But th this is the thing. Democrats fear you as the voters. And we can see that in action. This is the Democrats' new strategy playing out before our very eyes, not once, but twice. Because Democrats know, they fear you, because they know if they, if they have a candidate who is extremely radically left, especially in Pennsylvania, which is not a radically left state, it's a purple state, the voters are going to reject radical leftist ideology. They don't want socialism. They don't want communism. They don't want Marxism. They don't want inflation. They don't want high gas prices. They don't want this so-called green energy agenda, which ruins jobs, ruins communities, ruins the economy, drives up energy prices. They don't want any of that. They don't want government officials making decisions about what parents are allowed to do or not do with their children. They don't want any, any of this, this 
cultural Marxism the left is trying to force on us. They know, the Democrats know if they run a candidate who openly embraces those radical views, voters will say no. Voters will reject that candidate, that ideology, that Democrat. And so what do Democrats do? Democrats still support this very radically leftist ideology, but they're looking for a way to circumvent you as the voter. And the way that they circumvent you is they take a, a mentally compromised individual. They did this with Biden. Now they're doing this with Fetterman. This mentally compromised individual that they can pretend is a moderate. With Biden, they can say, oh, look at his history. Look at his track record. He was, he was a, a good old boy type of Democrat. He's not on the squad. He, he knows how to do bipartisan things, blah, 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 blah. And then when he's in office, because he's mentally compromised, they just move him around like a puppet. They surround him with Marxists and communists. They, they surround him with extremists, people who hate our country, people who don't want our borders to be secure, people who don't care about you. And all of his policies are extremely destructive to the American people. Well, the same with Fetterman. With Fetterman, they say, okay, well, he might not have a moderate background the way that they argued that Biden did. But they say, okay, he'll get on this stage. And even though he's backed really, really radical leftist policies in the past, he won't be challenged on these policies when he now lies about them. He can pretend to be a moderate now, but he won't, he won't sustain any real investigative curiosity or challenges from the media or even from the public or even from Republicans because he's mentally compromised and it'll look like punching down if they say, well, wait a minute, John Fetterman, it makes no sense when you just say, I support fracking, I support fracking, I support fracking as your defense of opposing fracking and wanting a moratorium on fracking in Pennsylvania from just a couple of years ago. Even, even his Republican opponent can't do that because it looks like you're being mean to a disabled person if you do that. This is, in a sense, it's a brilliant strategy by the left. This is what they are embracing. This is their playbook. And it's disgusting. I don't know about you, but watching this debate, like I felt, it felt abusive to see the Democrats f putting John Fetterman on stage in this compromised position, using him, not, not treating him with dignity for the person that he is, but using him as a pawn, using him as a piece of meat that they can control and manipulate in order to pursue their own agenda at the federal level in the Senate. That's nasty stuff, nasty stuff. And th this is the actual choice that the people of Pennsylvania face between Dr. Oz and John Fetterman. They face a choice at the federal level, not just, not just local Pennsylvania issues, at the federal level codifying into law, you know, the transing of kids in school, the indoctrination of children in queer theory, critical race theory in school, and assault on parental rights, abortion up till the moment of birth paid for by you, the taxpayer, this assault on religious freedom, you face at the federal level, if John Fetterman is in the United States Senate, you will continue to see inflation because of the spending of the Biden administration that will be enabled by a Democrat Senate. I mean, you're suffering from high gas prices right now and food prices. I don't need to tell you. I, I just put a food order in. A lot of times I have my groceries uh, delivered and I just put a food order in and it was like almost twice as expensive as it was a year ago because food prices are through the roof. This impacts small businesses. This impacts your job. Our paychecks can't keep up with inflation. We have crime in our neighborhoods that I don't have to tell you, John Fetterman would exacerbate to the extreme, allowing violent criminals back on the streets, wanting open borders. If John Fetterman is in the United States Senate, this is what Chuck Schumer and the Democrats want to do. They want to force through H.R. 1, 
the so-called For the People Act. This is essentially a federal takeover of elections. So states would no longer have the right to administer their own elections in a presidential election. The Democrat administration in charge of the federal government would have veto power over state-related laws and procedures regarding elections. It would cement Democrats in power for in perpetuity. The Equality Act would pass. The Equality Act forces the indoctrination of the transgender ideology in schools. It would allow biological boys in girls' bath bathrooms and girls' locker rooms on sports teams. It's, it's horrendous. The Green New Deal would become the law of the land. Think about what that would do to energy prices. What's happening in Europe right now? Energy prices have skyrocketed by like 300% because of these radical leftist, environmentalist, anti-fossil fuel policies. This is the backbone of Pennsylvania. Medicare for all would cause healthcare to be rationed. Do you, let me ask you this. Do you trust the same bureaucrats in the federal government who call you a domestic terrorist because you don't want critical race theory in your kid's school, who call you a militia violent extremist because you fly the don't tread on me flag? Do you want those people to be deciding what healthcare you get or not? Do you trust them to be objective in that analysis of whether you should get healthcare paid for by the federal government? I don't. I do not trust them as far as I can see them. The Department of Justice and the FBI have been targeting us based on our political views and our religious views. And it won't stop with a Department of Justice and the FBI. It will be the entire government emboldened if John Fetterman is in the Senate. This election is happening in 13 days. The Senate is a critical bulwark against the Marxism and the communism and the authoritarianism, the tyranny the left wants to inflict on us. You don't have to be a Republican or a conservative to see this. All you have to be is a common sense thinking person who understands that the Democrats are dishonest and destructive. And John Fetterman is a pawn. He's a tool. He's being abused and manipulated in order to help the Democrats achieve their agenda at the federal level. The left's using and abusing John Fetterman because they fear you. They fear the voters. All right, now for our bananas video of the day. It's really actually on theme with the show today, but let's take a look. Mr. Haney? Well, what you saw there was Joe Biden getting lost in the woods. Yep, just what every normal president who's totally mentally competent does, just doesn't know where the White House is. You know, that big white house behind him. Instead, he gets lost in the woods and he has to be told that he is going the wrong way. Oh my gosh, this guy is not mentally with it. He is president vegetable. This is what the Democrats do. They want a mentally compromised candidate, a mentally compromised president that they can run, they can pretend he's a moderate because they know you, the voter, will not accept the radical leftist policies that the Democratic Party embraces. So they run a mentally compromised person, pretend he's a moderate so that when he's in office, they can control and manipulate him into enacting the radical policies that they knew you as the voter would reject if they were honest with you about it up front. That is what we're seeing right before our very eyes. Joe Biden getting lost in the woods is just the latest example of it. All right, thank you guys for watching today. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.